you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second movie, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen podcast. Right in the middle of all the craziness of Peyton Palooza comes the NFL making its decision on how to punish the New Orleans Saints and what a punishment it was. Completely unprecedented. Never before has a head coach of a team been told to sit down for an entire year as Sean Payton has without pay. Half a season for the general manager of the New Orleans Saints, Mickey Loomis, who will be uh, making his first draft decision this year late Friday night after the league takes away a second-round choice. The Saints already did not have a first-round choice after trading up for Mark Ingram last year. The Saints also have a second-round choice taken away from next year. Joe Vitt, top defensive assistant, um, after the defensive coordinator, the new defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnola, he must sit for six games. And Vitt, in many people's minds, was a candidate to fill in for however uh, amount of time um, Sean Payton was expected to miss, but nobody expected a full year. And Greg Williams, the architect of this bounty program, he's been essentially Pete Rosed, for the lack of a better phrase. He's banned not for life in that respect, but he has been banned indefinitely. And the commissioner's going to just take it under his own advisement whether or not to let him back in to the sport. But he's been told to leave the sport, and he's been told to leave immediately. Out. So... I guess maybe Pete Rose is too harsh a, of a of a of an analogy, but the bottom line is um, he's been asked to leave his place of business, and that request came from the commissioner. Rams need a new defensive coordinator, and in the middle of all this was the Tim Tebow scenario. We thought we'd be able to come on and say, "Hey, Tim Tebow's a jet," and that may be the case when you finally download this podcast. But at the taping of this podcast, uh, Tebow's in limbo. Hey, it rhymed. Tim Sanity, everybody. One of my favorite tweets uh, throughout the entire day, somebody tweeted at me that Tebow can't even complete a trade. I mean, it's totally crazy. The fact that the Jets say that the Jets of all teams do. I don't even know how that's going to work. But um, if it does happen. But all of this stuff went down. And just like we did on uh, uh, earlier in the week, where we played the best of... Uh, the live coverage of NFL Network that I spent a predominant part of the day anchoring uh, when Peyton Manning made his decision of the Denver Broncos and what all that meant for Tim Tebow. Just like that audio podcast that we put out earlier in the week, we're going to do that for our Wednesday coverage of the Saints' bounty decision. I chatted with the commissioner of the NFL, Mike Silver, 
of Yahoo Sports. Joe Beningo, we're going to get that on. My chat with the, uh, with the talk show host from WFAN, the big Jet fan, when he heard that the Jets were getting Tim Tebow. Uh, that's priceless stuff. And again, the, the Tebow saga, as, as we're currently sitting here, um, unresolved. We're assuming he's still going to go to the Jets. The Jaguars are apparently jumping in. And that, that's what I want to say to all the Jaguar followers of mine on Twitter. I said this two weeks ago that if Tebow ever became available, the Jaguars would have to kick the tires on him just based on who he is and where he's from and what it would mean to the franchise if he comes. I got a lot of people telling me I didn't know what I was talking about. The Jaguars aren't interested. They got Chad Henney, blah, 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 blah. Uh, even one of the more old school uh, uh, reporters down there uh, after Chad Henney signs, I hope the national media understands that this finally means that the Jaguars aren't interested in Tim Tebow. Well, Tim Tebow came available this week, people, and Jacksonville was in on it. And by the time you hear this, he may be a Jaguar. Who knows? But the bottom line is Jacksonville was trying to get in on it. Jets won out. Then Jacksonville tried to get back in on it when the Jets realized what what, what the trade actually meant financially. Owners own teams. We found that out with the Tennessee Titans. Owners can call the people in charge and say what's what in terms of those making decisions. Those in charge of people making decisions, they're told what's what. There's a flow chart in the NFL, people. And uh, that's all That's all I wanted to say. I mean, you know, all right, I, I like to be proven correct. Jacksonville was interested in Tim Tebow. Darn tootin' they kicked the tires on him this week. Uh, what a week. What a week. So um, that's part of this podcast. So is my chat with one of the more uh, amiable players in the NFL. Um, if you've never heard an interview with him, I mean, he's an offensive lineman, so... Uh, those guys usually don't um, get much pub, so I'm pleased to give it to Ryan Khalil. His brother, Matt Khalil, may be the first offensive lineman. Ta- he will be the first offensive lineman taken off the board and probably to Minnesota at three. Um, we'll chat with him. We'll chat Tebow with uh, – we'll chat uh, uh, Cam Newton with him. He's a guy who snaps to Cam Newton. We'll chat Peyton Manning with him. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have to see Peyton Manning. We won't talk about his brother, talk about what it's like to be a, a lineman in this league. Colin Hanks, the actor. Um, friends with Ryan Khalil. I got to be honest with you. They were having lunch together. Ryan Khalil was coming in. I heard Colin was with him. I'm friends with him. He's a funny guy. He's a good actor. He's a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. He's Los Angeles royalty, Hollywood royalty, even though he's from Northern California. Um, get him on here. So Colin Hanks is going to come on. And uh, when we chatted with him, the whole Alex Smith thing was up in the air. What a week. I don't ever want to hear again from people, what do you do in the offseason? Never again. This week was as busy as, as any week that I've been in the eight-plus years with the network. So let's get right to it. Here is the best of the Wednesday coverage of the Saints' bounty um, decision from the league and Tebow mania and so much more. Joining us for the first time on Broncos Cam, we're pleased to welcome one of the greats of all time, Peyton Manning. Peyton uh, in terms of asking you, how do you feel? You've been through this emotional roller coaster for the last 13 days. It was 13 days ago that you had the press conference with Jim Irsay, and now you had one in Denver today. How do you feel? Well, I'm relieved that this part is over, uh, Rich. Uh, it, it's been interesting. It has been a roller coaster uh, going back to the press conference in Indianapolis. I felt very fortunate that uh, Mr. Irsay allowed he and I to have some closure, for me to have some closure with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, not many 
players uh, get that. And, and so uh, I felt fortunate about that. And uh, uh, I'm tired uh, on these visits, going to see these different teams. I felt that was the only way to do it, was to really get to know the people and, and try to get a feel uh, for the direction of their teams and organizations. And I tell you, Rich, I met some great people during this trip. The NFL is in great shape. There's some great owners, coaches, executives out there. And this decision was hard. There was nothing that any other team did that made me not want to go there. And that's what made it so hard. And uh, uh, the, the Broncos were, were very upfront, honest with me the entire time. Coach Fox and John Elway answered all of my questions gave me the direction of their future, of their organization, and I had to pick one. Uh, I wanted to go to all of them at, at one point, but uh, like the other decisions I've made in the past, uh, I decided to make it and not look back and to go from now and make it the right decision. And so uh, I have to go to work to make it the right decision to be a Denver Bronco, and I know John Elway and Coach Fox and Mr. Bowler are going to help me in that process. Well, in the few minutes that I have with you, Peyton, if you'll beg my uh, pardon, and uh, I want to pick your brain since we've been trying to read it for the last two weeks, trying to read your mind throughout this entire process in the media. And there are a couple of theories that were out there during your decision-making process I'd love for you to possibly shed some light on, and one of them being that you didn't want to be in the NFC because you didn't want to see your bro in the playoffs until it's perhaps for the ultimate prize in the Super Bowl. Is that... What might have counted against some NFC teams in your process? Well, it, it's, it's unfair to say that because I wouldn't have, have uh, had the discussions and the talks and the workout for the San Francisco 49ers if that were the case. Uh, I knew that San Fran was in the NFC. And when, <laughs> when, when, when the two of us started the talk, uh, I very easily could have seen myself being a 49er. And uh, that's why it was so hard. I kept wanting for somebody just to tell me, hey, just tell me where to go. I mean, that <laughs> NFL draft is not all bad because you just go there and there's no choice. And so, uh, you know, having to be my choice, that got harder and harder, especially the more I got to know these people. Mike Munchak. Might be one of the greatest guys I've met in this entire process. I loved him. I loved Harbaugh. And so the, the, the more I got to know them, the harder it was to say no. And John Elway was right. When I called him Monday morning, it had been a rough morning for me, having already have called these other two teams, telling them that it wasn't going to happen. That was hard for me. But, but, but obviously I was excited to be able to tell Denver, I was coming here, and I was glad to hear they were excited as well. Was the fact when you were talking to the Titans, did it ever weigh on you that you would have had to go back in Indianapolis every year? And so many other quarterbacks who have been in that situation relish facing their former team. Would it have been a different sensation for you and that that sort of a way help you shy away from making a Tennessee Titans your next team? Well, the same thing. When Mike Munchak called me and said, hey, uh, we have an interest, but we want to know if you're interested. I knew what division they were in, and, and so I looked him in the eye and said, yes, there's an interest. I'd like to get to know you. Let's talk. And, and there's, there's not one thing that Tennessee or San Francisco or Arizona or Miami or any of these teams did that made me not want to go play there. Matter of fact, all they did was give me great reasons why I knew I could be happy going to play there. I wanted to go to all of them uh, at some point uh, Rich, I remember the same feeling when I was in high school. I wanted to go to Ole Miss, wanted to go to Florida, wanted to go to Michigan. You ah, have to pick one. You okay. have to pick, yeah, Michigan. Not 
Yeah, only because you were an alum. That's, <laughs> That's the main correct. Reason. Yeah, okay. But, I'll take that. Uh, so, 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 so it was, I'm telling you, it was difficult. And, um, but uh, I, I felt comfortable uh, here in Denver. You know, it's hard because when you say, what is it about Denver? You know, people are going to say, well, that's what it wasn't about the other places. That's just not the case. I felt very comfortable here in Denver. I like Coach Fox a lot. I know, I, I know he's hungry to win. Mr. Bowen was very direct and upfront about what he wanted to do. And uh, I'm seeing John Elway in his role as an executive, and he has that same competitive desire that you saw when he had as a player. And so I'm just glad to be a part of that, looking forward to getting to know my teammates and really looking forward, Rich, just to getting to work. Last question for you, Peyton. Uh, Obviously, throughout this entire process, you've been all class, and we all know your respect for the game and the respect for the history of the game, respect for your colleagues for sure. I've seen it firsthand at Pro Bowls and obviously covering you for, for years. Throughout this entire process, there have been many of your quarterback colleagues that have had their jobs essentially threatened just by the mere fact that teams were chasing you. You weren't seeking it out, but teams were chasing you. How difficult was it for you in this process to see friends, colleagues of yours, essentially being talked about uh, in the, as a plan B, even though they're currently the plan A? I hated that. I hated that part of it. And I just didn't know how to, I mean, if we could have done it all underground, if I could have snuck into the Titans complex or visited with San Francisco and nobody would have known about it. That's the way I would have preferred. As we all know, it became very public and everybody wanted to know, and that's not the way I wanted it. But um, obviously I had to go play for another team. Uh, I still want to play, and uh, other teams have quarterbacks there. And so that's been the worst part about this process. I know I will eventually talk to uh, the quarterbacks of these other teams, and uh, I sure hope they don't hold it personal against me that uh, it was the process of trying to get to know these teams, and uh, that, that's probably been the worst part about it. But I have great respect for, for Matt and Jake and Alex uh, and Tim, uh, all these other quarterbacks, and uh, hey, it, it's the most unique fraternity around. I'm glad to be in the fraternity, and uh, you know, hopefully that won't affect our relationships. Peyton, appreciate the time. Congratulations on getting a, a new team and one that you're clearly comfortable and happy with. And best to your family. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Rich, thanks for having me. You bet. That is Peyton Manning joining us on Broncos, Cam, on the day that he is introduced as the newest quarterback of the Denver Broncos, number 18 in orange now. Commissioner, thanks so much for the time. Uh, you just heard what Drew Brees said uh, why did you hand down the punishment that you handed down on the Saints? Well, Rich, it's very clear. We have a, a serious violation of an existing rule uh, that uh, threatens uh, the health and welfare of our players. Uh, in addition, uh, this went on for three, uh, three years, and it was uh, investigated. They, we were uh, misled. And there were denials throughout that period. And meanwhile, there continue to be risks to our players and to the integrity of our game. Uh, so it calls for uh, very uh, uh, significant and clear messages. So um, do you feel you were lied to, Commissioner? Uh, clearly, we were lied to. Uh, we investigated this back in 2010. Uh, we were told that it was not happening. Uh, it continued for another two years until we got credible evidence uh, late in the 2011 season. 
and we uh, we were able to uh, obviously identify significant information that uh, verifies from multiple sources uh, that this was going on for a three-year period. So uh, to those who feel you have brought the hammer down too hard, what would you say? I don't think you can be uh, too hard on people that put at risk our players' health and safety. Uh, that is a critical issue for us going forward, and it has been in our past. And we will uh, always protect that. We will always make the decisions that are best for the game long term and our players. Well, reading the uh, finding of facts, um, there, there was uh, an email that was mentioned uh, in which Sean Payton received from a close associate offering up uh, some money for uh, a bounty on Aaron Rodgers the fact that there was somebody from outside the Saints organization um, involved, what, what, what did that set off in the league office? What, how much did that play a role in, in these penalties today? I don't think it was as big a factor, Rich, other than the fact that uh, it was clear that this was uh, widely known uh, and that uh, if you weren't aware of it as head coach, you should have been aware of it. And that's a critical factor for me as head coach, uh, who clearly it specifically states in your contract that uh, you supervise the coaches and the players. Uh, this is something as a head coach you need to be held accountable for and responsible for because all of us are responsible for uh, maintaining the integrity of the league and also uh, making sure we're doing everything possible to ensure the safety of our players. And in just one specific thing uh, of the, the quarterbacks that were mentioned that the league found that had bounties on them, uh, absent is the name Peyton Manning, who the Saints played in the Super Bowl. To the best of uh, your knowledge of, by the investigation and the investigators, was there no evidence uncovered that Peyton Manning was a subject of a, of a bounty in, in the league's biggest game? Well, Rich, we put together uh... – all of our information and released all of our information, both on March 2nd and, and again today, any information that we can uh, credibly present, uh, we have done so. So we have uh, been as transparent as possible here. It is clear that uh, this policy was violated and is an important one. And we, uh, we took actions uh, as quickly as we could, uh, but wanted to be thorough and fair. And we think that it, while it is a strong message, it's an important one to, to send that we are going to protect our players. Did you speak to Coach Payton today? I did not speak to Coach Payton today. I've had uh, two meetings with him in the last uh, two and a half weeks. Okay. Uh, and lastly, what about the players who are involved? Uh, obviously, that has been, um, uh, for the moment, no nothing's been handed down in terms of punishment on them. What can you tell us about that part of the ongoing investigation? Well, as I stated in the documents, uh, I've had several conversations with uh, the leadership of the NFLPA, DeMorse uh, in particular, and other players who have contacted me, including those that are in a leadership position. Uh, probably spoken to uh, over two dozen players in the last couple of weeks. And we want to continue to have that dialogue. We want to understand what was going on. My focus here initially was on the team and management, coaches, uh, but uh, it certainly... Um, I'm disappointed the players uh, would uh, identify opposing players and, and intentionally try to injure them. And that's something that we're going to continue to pursue, and, and that's next up. No, lastly, the word disappointed has shown up quite a bit. You just said it. It's in the press release. What, what is the one emotion that would describe what you're feeling right now as commissioner of the NFL? 
Well, unfortunately, Rich, I've been dealing with this for the last few months, and as you find out uh, what's been going on, um, you're disappointed, uh, you're angered. Uh, there are a lot of great people who coach, play, and are involved with this game, and they care deeply about this game. And the game doesn't need to be played this way. And that's made clear by players, by coaches that I've spoken to. Uh, we need to change the culture. This is another step in changing that culture. Uh, this type of behavior and, and uh, accepting uh, this type of a program is not going to be tolerated. Commissioner, we appreciate the time. Uh, we'll chat with you from the annual meeting. Okay, Rich. Uh, Michael Silver, the, the conscience of Yahoo Sports, joining us now here live on NFL Network. Your thoughts on what uh, was handed down on the Saints today, Michael? Well, Rich, I expected something big. Roger Goodell not only had to make a statement about player safety and about bounties and about being lied to, but he had to make a statement that you do not mess with this commissioner. This is not the weak commissioner or weekend that we saw getting booed 11 months ago on the draft podium and getting publicly ridiculed during the lockout. He has survived that, uh, and now he is a much more powerful figure, and he clearly is sending a message not only to the Saints but to the entire league that don't lie to me, don't cover things up, and this whole secrecy thing, uh, that may be cute when you're trying to keep a game plan from an opponent, but I'm not having that in my league, and that is not an insignificant statement. So what do you think, uh, what do you think of the, the concept that what we're hearing is that the Saints, Peyton, um, all the Rams blindsided by this decision? I think they were, and I think that's silly. Uh, they averted a potential scandal 22 months earlier that involved uh, potential felony theft of prescription Vicodin. It was handled internally. Now, because it was handled internally, as per the accuser's contract, Roger Goodell knows all about it. Uh, he's dealing with an organization that told him something didn't go on that went on. They told him it would be ended if it had gone on, and it wasn't ended. There were lies all around. There was an allegation, or I guess it's a finding in the league's report, that the head coach in question told people to put our ducks in a row before we conduct interviews with the league. Uh, it's basically a shadow regime within a larger uh, league structure. And I'm not saying the Saints are the only people who have ever done this. That's the NFL's way. The end will justify the means. We'll just win. We'll be secret, secretive, and we're not going to tell you anything. And I say this as someone who really likes Sean Payton, but if you're the boss and you're the guy who is overseeing all of this and they're lying to you, how are you going to take that in any company? And is he making an example out of, out of the Saints and wounding them competitively? You're darn right. Uh, and I don't think that bothers him in the least. And if people want to cry about it on the Saints side, I think they should get used to the new world order, as should the, the other 31 teams. What do you think this does in terms of your, your columnist? You're, you're an opinionated man. You have uh, thoughts on many subjects. What do you think this eventually means for the 2009 Saints championship team Saints? Uh, it stains them, but I think the, the bigger concern is what does this mean for 
the Saints going forward. And this is the question I'm posing in the column that hopefully is about to post on Yahoo Sports. Just got to put the finishing touches on it. But if you're Tom Benson, are you defiant right now? Are you saying you can't tell me how to run my franchise? You're crippling me and I'm going to take it on the chin for a year and then Sean and Mickey and I are going to come back strong and show you? Or are you taking this opportunity to assess everything and maybe get your house in order? I like Sean Payton. I think he's one of the very best in the business. I, I, I respect the accomplishments of Mickey Loomis. But if I'm their boss, I'm wondering, is the best course of action to uh, appoint interims who may actually succeed and then it gets even messier? Or do I want to say, you know what, I'm firing you both for cause and I'm rebuilding my organization and getting in line with the new world order. I'm not saying he should. I don't know what he'll do. But if you're the boss, how do you not ask that question in light of these penalties? This is the biggest Jet fan that I know who's on the phone right now, Joe Beningo of WFAN <laughs> in New York. Joe, Joe long-time listener, many-time caller, Joe. You have the stage. Your thoughts on the Jets trading for Tim Tebow? Well, it's an honor to be on with the face of the NFL <laughs> Network, and uh, I, I, I hear the great Jamie Dukes, I believe, is back there, That's too. That's correct. Yeah, Charlie Cassidy also. Charlie, how are you? Uh, you know what? Let me tell you. My, this came down. I was still on the air. My initial reaction was, what are these idiots doing? <laughs> you know, same old Jets, same nonsense. It's, you know, selling tickets and PSLs and, you know, trying to make a splash in March and all of that. And I killed them. And then I went on SNY, where I have my little TV show, Daily News Live. I'll, plug, give a, I'll give it a pop. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, and killed them again. But you know what? As I was driving home, I thought about it, and I think this is what they should do. I mean, and maybe this is their grand plan. I don't know. But I think this is what they should do. Trade Sanchez, make Tebow the quarterback. You want to play ground and pound anyway. That's what you want to do. You, you obviously don't have the confidence in Sanchez that's obvious. I mean, that, uh, to me, they really don't. Okay, so this is – you want to be this ground and pound team, make the ultimate ground and pound quarterback your quarterback. I do think the kid has some – he's got something. I mean, I, I, I really do believe that. I mean, I know they lost their last three games of the year that they backed into the AFC West because of the lousy Raiders and the lousy division and all of that. You know, but they did beat the Steelers. I think that's more on Dick LeBeau than anything. But whatever. Right. I think this kid does have something. This is how you want to play. Get the kind of defense that, you know, not a, a decent to good defense is what they really are. But let's you know, somehow, let, can we make this somehow a great defense? They're not trading. You, you know they're not trading Sanchez, Joe. I mean, you know, well, I mean, I know. Uh, but, but am I crazy? There's no am I way. Crazy? There's Why no way. I don't think it's insane. That, well, I, 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 there's no way they're going that route. There's no way they're going to go ahead now and trade Mark Sanchez and go completely all in on Tim Tebow. The obvious thing is that they're, they're going to they're going to put in Tebow packages and, you, you know, sometimes they did that. They're pissed in with Brad Smith, and that worked in the two years that Brad Smith and Sanchez were working together. And this guy's the ultimate pistol guy. But Rich, but Rich, So but Rich, that's Rich, what's going to happen. Joe, that is what's what happening, saying. man. That's what's but happening. Listen, listen. Yeah. But what happens if Sanchez gets off to a terrible start? Uh, wait. You tell Sanchez me. Is what is going like to happen? They're one in four. There's something like that. Come on. And, and the insanity in New York of the people that are going to be saying, hey, 
let's play T-ball now. This team isn't winning. If that the first bad pass that Mark Sanchez throws, you're going to have people going delirious to get T-ball but, in there. Yeah, but in, in, with if derision, though, with derision, if you know New you York, might as well just go with T-ball. Do you I really mean think? It. Do you really think New York Jet fans will be chanting Tim Tebow's name and really want him to start and get in there? Because I don't think it's crazy. Joe, I saw it with I saw my own two. Well, Rich, come on now. Joe, I saw it with my own two eyes. I saw it with my own two eyes in Denver on Thursday night football, if Tim Tebow puts together three quarters of action uh, like he did in Denver, the people in Denver were sort of grumbling. They were sort of murmuring. They, there were some boos in the third quarter. Are you kidding me? The first pass he throws in the first quarter, they'll eat him alive but in Rich, New York. But, Rich, I'm telling you, this is the kind of offense that team, they brought in Tony Sperano. I mean, really, I don't think I'm – they brought in Tony Sperano. They don't have great. I mean, Chaz Shillings. I mean, all right. They got Antonio Holmes. They got uh, they got Keller. I mean, come on, give me a break. They're talking to Donnie Avery. I mean, yeah, uh, wide receivers. Stop. I love it. You got to draft another running back. Okay. I'd love to have Trey Richardson. You know what? All right. Move well. up in the draft. Here it is. <laughs> Move up in the draft. Get Trent Richardson because God knows this team needs a game-breaking running back, and uh-huh. I don't know that he will be, but I think he's, you know he's got a chance to be pretty good. Let's go. Let's take a shot. Okay. Move right, up Joe. in the draft. Get Trent Richardson. Go total ground and pound. That's what you want to do. Go right. ten passes a game. Joe, I got to defense. I got to go. What he wants to do anyway. That's I, the offense they want to have. Joe, I love you. This is. I knew having you on was uh, was going to work. You're the best. Joe Beningo at WFAN Radio in New York, giving the latest on his thoughts on Tim T. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen podcast the Pro Bowl center of the Carolina Panthers and brother of what. Many people believe will be the first mm. offensive lineman taken off the board in this year's draft. Ryan Khalil, good to see you. Good to see you too. Buddy. Thanks How are you for doing? Good awesome. To see you. Good to see. You. I get that a lot now. Oh, what? you're Matt Khalil's brother. Yeah, is right? that right? Yeah. How is that in... for you? I mean, because you're the older brother. Yeah, but he's the bigger brother though. I mean, he towers over me, and yeah, you know, is that right? I'm, I'm excited for him. It's awesome. And well, I'm saying you're not excited for him, but I mean, you know, you want to be known as. No, I, no, I don't family, care. About, I don't care about that stuff. Come on, Rich. No, but uh, bro- brother, ri- I mean, we just see with Peyton Manning, no, Eli sure, Manning, yeah. the brother rivalry, but they don't really want to. Well, that's those take are that's quarterbacks down. for you, though. You know, linemen think differently, <laughs> you, especially brothers. How, so how how so? How how is how how would that be different? Uh, I don't. I mean, you know, you think so? Well, because li- offensive lining is just such it's such a hard position. You know, it really <laughs> is. I mean, you're, that's what Jamie Dukes always says. You're the skilled position. It's oh, it's tough. We got to talk about that too, I know, Jamie right. Dukes. I, you know, when what is that? Uh, when we had when I came out uh, for the uh, 2007 combine, uh-huh. um, I was I was doing well at it, and I got some pub with you guys. Came down and talked to me, whatever. And um, I was a big Jamie Dukes fan. I love watching them, and okay. I did see some Jamie Dukes uh, film. I saw him. He's actually a good player. Okay, sure. Yeah, Maybe he, was, he snapped to far. He, oh, snapped to he was a good. He was a good player now. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so we're we're. Doing an interview, and I gave a shout-out to Jamie Dukes because he was, you know, when, when you're in the hotel, you're kind of watching to see what people are saying, and you get mm-hmm. all caught up in that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember Jamie Dukes said some really cool things about me, so I gave him a shout-out. Well, when I got drafted by the Panthers, oh, man, I just got absolutely killed by all those veteran guys. They wouldn't stop talking about it. They put little pictures of Jamie Dukes in my locker with in the shapes of, like, hearts. And, <laughs> Is that right? Oh, it was the worst, man. It was the worst. I mean, you don't know as a rookie what you're really getting into. I mean, you hear stories from right. guys who you've played with in college that kind of tell you the, the process, but I had a brutal first year how, how in Carolina. So? How so? Just kind of had some older guys who kind of liked a little bit of the hazing and, 
more so verbal haze than anything. Of course, of course, I understand that. Um, so, is, did you pay it forward with Cam at all last no. year? No, quarterbacks are different. See, so you either there. go, you either go one way or the other. If that happens to you, you either say, "Okay, when it's my turn, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be the biggest jerk ever," <laughs> right? Or you say, "You know what? I'll never do that to a young guy because I know it's mm-hmm. so overwhelming the process and right. obviously the beast that is the NFL." So that's the route I took. I took the higher route. You took, plus, I did. Well, or, or the fact he's a first overall pick. That, you are the center. He's yeah. the quarterback. He is many of your hopes and desires rest right. on his ability to succeed at a certainly at a rapid rate. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah. And and the, did that put him on a different plane? Or he or? thought it did at first. <laughs> he, did. he thought it did at first. <laughs> it's funny when uh, when Cam when we drafted Cam, or there was speculation that we were going to draft him. Obviously, you only know what you know from the media and what they you know what the interviews he does and what they say about him. So we watched the interviews. Uh, we watched the John uh, Gruden deal, the quarterback sure. kind of boot camp deal. At that other network. At that other network, sure, yeah, okay. yeah. But that was pretty popular because that was one of those moments where kind of people were pegging him as not this very bright guy. He came from this very simplistic offense at Auburn. He had a wristband. or They did these fancy signals or pictures from the sidelines, and that's how he operated it. Um, and he struggled up on that board, you know, kind of telling them what they were doing or what they uh, were trying to execute. And I thought, oh, goodness, mm-hmm. let's not get this guy, please. Um, and then you saw his interviews, and he just kind of came off real arrogant. And I was just, I was super worried. About, I was like, man, I don't want to play with a guy like that, you sure. know. Uh-huh. Um, but then, you know, I didn't really, I never st- stepped up or said anything because, I mean, what did I know? I mean, we were, we were pretty awful that year before, and, I mean, any help we could get would be great. Um uh, but he came in and and you got to kind of know the guy and and he just did an unbelievable job. I mean, he came in, went to work right away, and and uh, Rob Chizinski brought this really complex offense from from San Diego. And um, and here's these long worded plays, and they won't give him a wristband, and they're calling it Shula's calling it in his helmet, and he's got a he's got a you know hit off these plays. They, they and specifically did not give. They him specifically a wristband. did not give him a wristband. They thought it would kind of be a crutch to him in the long run, and I think they're right. I mean, he struggled at times, and he made a lot of rookie mistakes, but he just did a heck of a job. He really did, and as he continued throughout the season, he matured and as a person, as a quarterback, um, and it was awesome. But going back to what I was saying is the fear of this, you know, kind of arrogant, cocky guy coming in. Sure. Um, I was like, man, I don't want to play with this guy. I don't want to play with this guy. And you get to know him, and you get to know kind of the man. And he's just the goofiest, nicest dude. He really is. And and then when you rewatch those interviews, you just realize he's just a goofball. He's a goofball. You look at it differently, and uh, and that's the cool thing about him. And uh, you know, he's a great teammate, and he works hard. And and uh, so then there's that side to him that you see him now in all the commercials and Under Armour, and he's got the Gatorade commercial coming out where he's got the towel over his head, and and he's really good yeah oh yeah let's not let's <laughs> not too, forget about I that mean, part but yeah really no sure good. and he's not just running around and no. improvising inside the red zone either i mean he is really no and that's good. A, that's absolutely right and and you watched his highlights in auburn and most of the highlights were him running around because he looks good doing it and sure. he, he does well at that but he's definitely a passer first i mean he he will choose to sit in there and and throw the ball rather than run it around and, and try to do it. So he's a very different quarterback from some of the guys that they try to compare him to who are more of a kind of that running style guy. But, um, but yeah, it's been fun, and I'm excited for this next season and, and 
and him just kind of getting better and growing and us as an offense and we made some interesting signings recently especially the running back position so yeah mike tolbert yeah coming. mike tolbert's currently so. the the chargers offered him more money to yeah. stay in san diego and he chose you guys well we we have a great organization a lot of people you know you hear that a bunch and and uh the nfl is a funny community that way where you kind of you get to kind of know where you stand and and how good or bad you have it based on kind of the journeymen who come in and the guys right. who kind of have a hard time sticking and kind of tell you how different places are and so it's great to hear guys come in and say oh man this organization is unbelievable the people are so great here and and it really is first class and um you know we're trying to win and 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 obviously be known as a winning organization as well and i think we're on the right track and so i'm excited i'm excited for what's to come right and and um you're in i think the toughest division in the NFL. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here right now. Yeah. And it just seems that more and more and more offensive weapons pour its way into that division yeah. each passing year. We all know what's going on with New Orleans. Sproles comes in last year. Sure. We all know what's going on with Atlanta. Julio Jones comes in right. last year. We all know what's going on in Tampa last year. They took a step back. Here comes Vincent right. Jackson yeah. into this mix. And you've got Cam in yeah. year two and in a spot where you talk about all this stuff that he went through uh, by fire in a way last year. He didn't even have an off season. No, he didn't. Of and, which to speak. And that kind of plays more to what I was saying about this guy coming in and kind of proving everybody wrong and not really on a mission to prove people wrong, but just to kind of be the best player he can be. And uh, it's a big deal, the quarterback position. I mean, you know, we I kind of left out that he's also a great player, but I think the other part of that's really important, you know, in, in this league and, um, especially moving forward and what we're trying to do, um, but yeah, it, it's it's a tough conference. But I think um, I think with a couple more pieces here and there, we we uh, we're going to be a playoff. Well, team. your playoff team, playoff Absolutely. team is that was that a was that a guarantee? Because I'm looking. I always look for sound bites here, Ryan. Well, I always yeah, look for sound bites I mean, here. I always look for you know something I can hang my my podcast on, something I could tweet out. I got gotcha. you. You're a Twitter guy, right? I mean, no, so so I, what 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 is what does 2012 look like then? It, the Panthers. It, it's it's going to be the same goal we have every year, Rich, to try to <laughs> get into the playoffs and, okay. and win a Super Bowl and bring right. it back to Charlotte. You're not going to get a soundbite. I'm not going to get a soundbite. No, I'm not one of those. See, I stay too- away from the controversy. I do. There's enough guys like that in the league. What? Do you- yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't be one of them, <laughs> even for a split moment, Ryan. You know. I mean, but you offensive lineman, you're too smart. You really are. Like you see, you see it. through it. It's the truth. Yeah. yeah like uh, Matt Light. In New England, oh, I can't awesome put one man. on him. Oh, I can't put great. one on him. Hutch, I can't put one on him. You know, Hutch. We're the guys you set your daughter up with. Is That's, that right? Oh, absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why oh, is abs- that? Because we're just good, wholesome guys. We're the hardworking guys, the humble group. Mm-hmm. We don't care for the pub, and we, we're the behind the well, scenes Well, you don't guy. care for the pub because you're not, I mean, you're not really going to get the pub. Whoa, whoa, seriously, whoa. Seriously. I mean, you only the only way we talk about you in the game is if you snap it over uh, Cam's head, right, or you're called for holding. Uh, I mean, pre- seriously. I mean, honestly. Pretty I sure mean, I saw Matt Light in a Sobe commercial. Well, that's because we know why. We know why. I mean, Brady probably got him in what? that thing. Don't you think? Well, I got Cam Newton, so I might be making some cameos. Yes, yes. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You uh, might no, see this, me in the back of a this is no commercial off- high-fiving. This is no offense, Ryan. I'm just. This is the reality, is that you offensive linemen, I, I think you should. That's but why, that's why Madden has your linemen are so great. I'm not offended, Rich. I'm not offended. <laughs> that's right. Okay. You're not offended. Well, that's good. What are you telling your brother? What are you telling your brother? I'm telling him... 
Don't do it. That's what I'm telling what you. Tell- <laughs> don't I'm telling do don't what? sign up. Don't sign up for Don't I he has no idea what he's getting himself into, Rich. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's about to make some coin. Yeah. Like you. And he's about to he's about to he's about to be somebody's protector. We he's think it's also Christian about Ponder. to get a few bull rushes into his chest and a couple quick moves on the outside. Yeah. To humble him real quick. Does he need humbling? No, he doesn't need humbling, but you have no idea coming out of college what you're getting into. I mean, the game is the game. I mean, guys try to make it bigger than it really is, but it, the NFL Sundays is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. I was telling this to Colin earlier. I mean, it it is it's a it's a brutal deal. I mean, we get compensated great for a game that you know we all grew up playing, and and it's a fun job. It really is. But I got to tell you, Sundays are tough, man. They really are. How so? Take me into it here. What's going on in a trench? Well, on I a just, Sunday, or I should say, on NFL Network, a Thursday night. Well, just what the, goes ta- on in a the talent's so consistent across the board. I mean, even defensive line, they sub out. Those lazy jerks, they sub out. <laughs> yeah, that's Must right. be nice. We're sap. I want to tell them that. You're right. Um, oh, he's here. You'll you'll no, see. Him. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. But these guys sub. I mean, I always thought, what an awesome, how awesome would it be if you had like a second unit O line that came in from time to time and let you take a break, right? Um, or like having like a third down tackle. That's all he does is protect the blind <laughs> side on third right. downs, like a John Abraham. Well, the problem would be then everyone knows that you're about to pass. Right, that's you true. You can't give that away. That's true. You've gotta, well, he'd be you've versatile. Be able to, okay. He'd be versatile. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. But um, but no, it's just the the talent is so consistent across the board. It really is. Um, and it's tough. Every play is tough. Every play is is as important as the last and more important than the next. And this sounds like to me what people always said to me. I've got two kids now. Yeah. I got two two little boys. Right. And people always say to me about who have kids, what fatherhood's gonna be. Sure. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be this, gonna be that, but it's the greatest <laughs> experience you've ever no, had. No, it is. It's... But you don't know until you yeah. are in it. It's like that's a great analogy. No, thank it really, you. It really is. That's what it sounds like to yeah. me. You no, just... I, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, I but, like being told I'm right, by the way, yeah, on this I, podcast, I, I, too, I Ryan. I'm <laughs> and, and it's just one of my favorite stories that Marshall Falk um, tells me mm-hmm. is when he was uh, a 1998 Indianapolis Colt and the great Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. who's in the news left and right, up and down right. now, uh, he was the starting quarterback. Uh-huh. And uh, setting records that your quarterback just broke, pretty right. much. Right. But he did also set a record on the negative side, uh, I believe 27 interceptions. Oh. And Marshall said that Peyton Manning said the same thing after each pick, and Marshall didn't say anything uh, until he heard it for like the umpteenth time, and that was, I didn't think he could get there, is what Peyton Manning said. (laughs) And so Marshall finally, after he made like, I guess, his 10th tackle of Mm. the season, uh, said, Peyton, this is the NFL. They can all get there. Yeah. That's what basically you're describing yeah, as well in the trenches. And, you know, I joke about telling my brother not to come to the NFL. But, I mean, listen, the, the biggest thing I want I, I try to tell him and hopefully I can get across is because he's physically he's very capable. I mean, he's I mean, you saw him at the Combine and you see him in person and you see what he did in college. He can play football at the next level. What separates, you know, a, a, a guy who plays a long time or a guy who's kind of in a short period is – his composure, how he can kind of hold his stuff together. And, and because like I said, he's going to be humbled. He's going to give up sacks. I mean, something bad is bound to happen when you're backpedaling and somebody's just teeing off on you full go, trying to, 
take somebody's head off. Somebody I mean, named Freeney, somebody yeah, yeah. named Peppers. Yeah, right. something bad is bound to happen. It just mm-hmm. is. Um, and so, and that's the thing I try to get across. That's the thing I kind of learned the hard way my rookie year. Um, my second start, my rookie season, I was playing right guard. They threw me, I never played guard before, but I, you know, I said, I'll play whatever you want me to play. Let's just let, me, let me get on the field. I gave up three sacks. Three who, sacks. Who are you playing? Do you remember? The Houston Texans. So Mario Williams is coming no, for No, rookie. Another rookie. Okay. Was a Okoye, a, a Moby? Yeah. Okay. Three how about me, by the him. way? How about me that's pulling awesome. that out of an that's pretty good. right there? That's what I do. I gave up three sacks to him. Okay. And on the third one, Jake DeLome, just helmet was sideways, and he gets up and he goes, who let that guy go through? Mm-mm. And that just crushed me, right? But then, you know, later on looking back on it, you get to know Jake's personality, and that's just the kind of goofball sure. he was. Right. But at the time, that was just so devastating. So how'd you handle it? I didn't. I I put my tail between my legs. I went down. They benched me, and they brought another guy. And I just kind of sat the bench the rest of the year. But um, that was that was actually good for me because it kind of let me from the sidelines, kind of reassess the situation, bring, get my confidence, my composure back. Well, the guy I was backing up ended up getting hurt, Justin Hartwig, and then I came in and I've stayed in ever since. But I kind of made a promise to myself like that's. That's what I learned. That's what I got to make sure I don't do again. Because what happens is you give up that first sack, or in any big game. I mean, even even older guys. I mean, it still happens to me. I still kind of you still have those mental battles. Like, all right, keep keep your stuff together. Let's get let's get this done. Because what happens is you you make a mistake, and then you start dwindling away your confidence, and now you go into like survival mode. So like all your technique and everything goes out the window, and that's when you start getting in trouble. And that's what happens a lot to young guys who come in is. Maybe something didn't go how they thought it would go, or mm-hmm. you know, because there's all kinds of variables that can happen. It's not always gonna be your fault, and hopefully, you're not a guy that says it's not my fault. Well, the, the that's to me what you've just described is one of the most impressive things about Tim Tebow. Is sure, that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like three quarters of this stuff no, he yeah. would go through, right? And then the fourth quarter, it would happen, and when he did it against the Jets on Thursday right. night. That was my first question to him, which was, you know, essentially, like, who are you? Right. That you go through all of this adversity in a game that any normal human being would be thinking, I can't do this, or I'm not going to be able to do this tonight, or what is everybody thinking when I can't do this, and I'm the quarterback, and it's national TV, and then the fourth quarter happens, and you do that. Yeah. Who are you? Right. And his answer was essentially wanted to thank his Lord and Savior, right. and and he's got great teammates, and he just believes in himself. And then he answers the question, and I still look, and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that to me is one of the most remarkable aspects. No, it, of it him is in his and, game, and, and it definitely it's a it's a business that you have to be very mentally tough, and not even so much on the football field, but guys get cut, traded, you know. How do you start? How do you keep yourself from doubting yourself then? You know, and and but it, guys keep keep on fighting, and they find a way, and they stick, and um, and so you know that's the great part about it. But but yeah, that's the biggest challenge for him. That I that's told what you're him, trying to instill in him. That's right what now? I'm trying to instill in him. And then how's that, that wor- how's that working? I think I think it's getting through. That's getting through. Okay. I think. Well, Good. we'll find a time will tell. Well, right? time's going to tell, and time, time uh, unless there's to be honest, the way things are working right now from. What I'm hearing about the draft, and I hear a lot of talk right. and from analysts, from what it sounds like right now, unless there's some big Ryan Tannehill run mm-hmm. that the 
Browns need him. Dolphins need him. Another team might want to come up and get him, thinking that the Browns are going to take him at four, and that would create a frenzy at number three. Right. And the Vikings would then trade the pick. Right. Unless that's some sort of Ryan Tannehill frenzy happens, <laughs> your brother's going to be protecting Christian Ponder yeah. this fall. That's basically that's what you're what, hearing. That's basically what I'm hearing. Well, you got pretty good leads, so I'm going well, to. I mean, I have my ear to the ground. I've I got, got my you. finger on the pulse, or whatever cliche right. you want to have right. right there. But that's what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. I don't know, and I'm, and in a way, part of the Vikings, even though they mo- might love your brother up and down, left sure. and right. Part of them thinking, well, if we can create this market at number three, I don't see it happening. Yeah. I think he's wearing purple. Yeah. That's what I think right now. Well, I don't know. I don't know where he's right. going to go, but he'll be ready wherever he goes. Wherever I know that's, goes. I mean, people always say that, you know, just, <laughs> I'm just happy whatever team drafts me, but I mean, it's true. You right. don't have a say. And I don't know where the heck Charlotte was when I got drafted. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, does he know, does he know where Minnesota yeah, is? Yeah, he knows. He knows. Is he aware? He knows. You know, we grew up with uh, Gerhardt. Oh, okay, with Toby. Yeah. Okay, so he's My there. dad and his dad uh, played uh, oh. USFL together, and then I remember growing up, we used to go hang out at their house. My dad and, and his dad were in, like, the softball league together. We used to go over there all the time. Small world, Small man. world, right? Small world. What USFL team did your dad play He for? played for the Houston Gamblers and the Arizona Wranglers. He played snap to Jim Kelly. Snap to Jim oh, Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's a nice resume So he gets builder. upset when people say that uh, USFL was, was semi-pro. No. I mean, Reggie White was there, no, man. No, they had a lot of come, on. come out of there. USFL was, was, uh, was legit. had some, some serious coaches in there, too. Oh, yeah. So you went to some Houston Wrangler games as a kid? I, I was I was small. I, he played six years, and, okay. and then, uh, you know, in those days, they in the offseason, they were getting other jobs. And oh, yeah, sure. He was, at one point, making more money doing a side business than he was, you know, banging heads Isn't every that week. <laughs> That's just the way the professional football used to be now. No. Not so much anymore. No, not so much anymore. So, um, USC quarterbacks, let's talk about them. Yeah. I'm a Michigan guy, so I like to talk some smack right now. So, I got you. Know, you. I certainly, I, and I sit here from a position of having sent I've had uh, some my very school, memorable Rose Bowls Tom, I know that not, not, not good for, for me they were they were bad I'll bring a ring in if you want to hold it oh time. that's so wrong for you to say <laughs> which one was it which one was it because they all I, blend there was, together there is, a is it the one with them. what you and John David Booty just went nuts is that was that yeah, the one that, against Chad Henney is yeah, that the one that's the one is that one that was that one for you that was one yeah. for you right or am yeah. I going is that too no, late no that was one that okay, was, that one, was yeah. one for you yeah and there was probably Woodley were blocking Woodley there that's right yeah I was all all over him. (laughs) All over Would you remind Lamar of that? Oh, I tell him from time to time. No, Lamar's an awesome guy. He is now. I mean, come on. He's a great guy. But a lot of people think USC quarterbacks look good in Southern California, go to the next level, and, you know, we're still waiting to see. I I, I know Carson is Carson. Right. Sanchez came close to making the Super Bowl two straight years. I understand. J.D. Booty, we're... You know, he's come and gone, and um, am I missing anybody It's a right tough now? business. Right? It's a tough I'm just business. saying. I'm just, you know, because we talk about how it's a pro-style offense. Right. It's a pro-ready situation. <laughs> right, you have proved right. it. Your brother's about to. Right, right. But the quarterback position seems to be left behind. Is there, am I, am I, you tell me if I am wrong in this assessment. Well, what, what am I telling you you're wrong about? That exactly. Maybe I'm wrong. That Just give these guys some time. See, I, I mean, <laughs> is this wrong? Is am I am I off right now? Or? This is how you go blue. You bring up these yeah. kinds of questions. Yeah, Be, yeah, yeah. That's, this is payback. This is well. This is how I. This is the, all I can do. You know what I mean? 
Well, they all got jobs. I'll tell you that. Okay. How about that? That's good. That's a good start. They got jobs. Are, are you in touch with Sanchez at all or no? I, not really. Yeah, he's been working out the same place. Okay. How is he doing that? He's good. Working his butt off well, there. Well, there's another situation. Working his butt off there. Okay, Apparently, good. he's not a hard worker, well, as they've been that, saying. That one I didn't I didn't buy in yeah, that one at you. all from the very beginning. When I heard that, I'm like, that that no, did, no. that did not smell right to me. No, no. But what was going on with him and, and Santonio sure. was definitely believable. Yeah. And, you know, I also saw with my own two eyes, looked into his eyes in Denver, and it, it he looked like a totally different guy. Yeah. You want to talk about, like, how confidence can sure. certainly ground, you yeah, know, yeah. swell on you. But right now, he's, what can you, what can you tell the podcast listeners about Sanchez? Uh, right, Khalil. I don't, I don't want to speak for Mark, okay. but I know he's excited getting ready to go okay. back, and I know that kind of joshing with him and asking him like what's going on in new york right. huh? Uh-huh. what's going on over there with that circus and he's like oh the media is making a bigger deal about it than it really is and um but yeah i mean i i i think mark's a good quarterback i do and i'm not just saying that because he's sure, an SC guy but um but i think he's going to be fine in new york and it's tough man in that town you know it's a little bit different when you're losing Charlotte versus New York, I mean, you know. Let me, let me I tell mean, you, I mean, the guy did make back-to-back AFC championship games yeah. in his first two years. Yeah. He is the number one winner in Jet playoff right. history, more than Joe Namath. Right. right. I mean, that's the truth. Uh, but what happened last year, all of a sudden, and then Eli goes and wins it all. Sure. That's a yeah, yeah. That's how things can change, right. and, and as they say, oh, a, a New York minute. Um, and Peyton, you are going to see Peyton. Well, even Manning like this in year. New, well, even like that example. I mean, yeah. they were calling for the head coach in New York midseason. I got a lot of buddies back here who are from New York who are huge Giants fans, and I was getting them oh, they crap. wanted Coughlin's head. Oh, on the, the whole Super Bowl, I was giving them crap, saying, "Oh, fire them. Let's get rid of them. No doubt. Let's get rid of them. You are not wrong. That is you know a, what I'm saying. And so it's fickle, funny. and now and now he has won as many Super Bowls as Bill Parcells, oh, the yeah. Giant head coach. And by the way, in the but same. But it's not like. He didn't win a Super Bowl not too long ago. I know. You know what I mean? That's why uh, they have. That's why it's called a New York Minute. Yeah. But uh, lastly, Peyton Manning, you're seeing him this year. Yeah. You're seeing him this year as a Denver Bronco. You're yeah. going to see him this year. Well, and year. all my old coaches, too, are all over there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. John Fox and yeah. everybody. I text, They're coming to Carolina, too. Yeah. They're coming to see you. I text my old line coach is there now, and I text him. I said, now it's all on you. You guys got a quarterback, so you better not mess <laughs> this up. <laughs> you know what the answer to that is, though? No, what you got to bring Saturday in. I that think, only works with Saturday, I think, personally. You don't bring Saturday in, that's not going to work. Love Saturday. Uh, oh, he's love awesome. Love him. Awesome. He's got a contract for life at whatever NF, uh, whatever media company he wants to work oh, for. Oh, absolutely. When he's done, he's ready. Oh, he's a he's ready. Guy. He's ready. He, he can play for the Broncos he's sharp. or whatever team he wants to play for. If he doesn't, he can have a job uh, talking football. Oh, he's this sharp. Fall. For sure. I'm, oh. I'm not kidding. By I the might way. get killed for this. I might see Jeff Saturday posters now in my locker for oh up. <laughs> they're brutal I would love in the that. locker room rich I would love that. they're brutal be careful the podcast as you know has legs it got it it uh it improves people though right. don't worry it improves people we had the, the coach from undefeated that brock documentary right, on. he yeah. came on won the oscar yeah i mean seriously that's uh tom brady's come on this podcast twice he's come on this podcast twice first time he beat the jets by 42 second time he set the monday night football passing record yeah the next week Right. I'm telling you, this is good for you. Okay, good. I'm telling you, this is this good. is good for you. Oh, I appreciate. it. But what's then. it going to be like for Peyton Manning? You think in Denver? I'm going to let you play Jeff Saturday like analyst before I before I let you go here. I, that's tough. I think that's definitely one of those situations. Time will tell. But um, I mean, that's that's got to be great for those guys. I mean, that's a really good quarterback, a mm-hmm. very competitive quarterback. Who you've you've met him at a couple of pro? Yeah, games, yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. 
Um, I don't know. That's that's tough. I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that. I mm-hmm. mean, I could tell you he's going to be phenomenal. Obviously, they believe he is. You know. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. In the meantime, you're going to go. I hope he doesn't. I hope he's not going to do well. I know. Well, certainly on I, one particular, yeah, one particular uh, week of the NFL season. Right. In the meantime, you'll go to battle with your entertainer and icon of a quarterback. That's right. And you that's know, right. But who has proven that that, that was all goofball stuff? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back in the day. Exactly. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks too, for coming on, oh, Brian. For Thank me. you. I appreciate. It. I'm a, a fan of yours, Thank and, you, and I look forward to having you back on. You, will you phone in during the season? Sure, anytime. You won't, you won't hide on me like nah, I got a big week, or I'm right. stretching, or I'm in the cold tub. Unless something controversial happens, then I might tuck it away. You, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the meantime, you're not getting for, a sound bite out of me. Right? I can't. No. Still do that. Well, you can try, but okay. you're not going to. I'm knocking on the wrong All door. Right. I'll try your brother. All right. Uh, oh, that's, that's easy. Uh, that is Matt Khalil's brother joining me here <laughs> on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Pleased to have now on the Rich Eisen Podcast a friend of mine. And uh, you've enjoyed him in Dexter, Mad Men, several other television series and films. Big time Niner fan. Colin Hanks, good to see you, sir. Nice to see you. How are you? Also fr- friend of Ryan Khalil, right? It just so happened we were uh, going to have lunch today, and he yeah. was going to come here. And so I, uh, I'm i very good at the, uh, the riding the coattails of others. So I thought <laughs> I'd just coast right? on in to the NFL Network how do you and know, give it a shot. How do you know Ryan? How do you know uh, Ryan? As with a majority of my relationships with quasi-well-known people, we yeah. met through Twitter randomly. Is that right? He, ema- he, twi- he tweeted me. I forgot to ask him this. He tweeted me like uh, a Photoshop. Uh, he mm. like Photoshopped a cover of Orange County, mm. and like it was uh, like a joke. And I think I responded like, "Ha ha, really funny," mm-hmm. kind of sarcastically. Mm-hmm. And but then somehow it came about that like you know, well, I don't really do this. I'm I'm a football player, and then I went, "You're a football player. Right. What, are you, what are you talking about?" Right. And then we sort of started chatting from there. And then he basically just said, look, you know, this is when they were on getting ready to go on strike. He's like, look, if we don't have a season, I got to pay the bill somehow. So Photoshop seems like a good way to go. Funny dude. And uh, we sort of went from there. No kidding. And thanks. Obviously, thank goodness there was a season. Yes. And he didn't have to go to Photoshop. It wasn't that good. You have started. It wasn't. It wasn't really that. I don't even remember what it was. There was a season. He's got a day job. He's good. He's going to be all right. And thank goodness there was a season because what a season the 49ers had. You did. You could not have seen that one coming. As I was telling him earlier. Four wins last year would have been like the height of what I thought that team could could accomplish. Sure. And I and I mean that in with all respect to the professionals that play on that team. But mm-hmm. I, I was not anywhere remotely close to thinking that they were going to be able to go to the NFC Championship. Game. Let alone have four wins, bef- you know, by mid October. I mean, it was just unbelievable. You know, I mean, so the, the, it was unbelievable what they were pulling off. So last year. used to. Like and I think a lot of Niners fans can like. Obviously, Montana Young. There's this this aura with those Niners, and mm-hmm. I think everyone in the last ten years had really almost sort of forgotten what that was like. Right. You know, they really sort of forgot what it was like to have the Niners be in contention and in you know in a place to win, and then all of a sudden. Everything just sort of came like came together, defying science essentially, right. mm-hmm. uh, and came together. I, I I didn't think, 
you know, quite frankly, I, 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 I didn't think Harbaugh was going to be able to pull them the, together the way that he With did. With no offseason? No offseason. foray as the head coach in the NFL? I, I didn't mean, think, uh, you know, I didn't think Alex Smith was going to be able to, to do what he did. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 quite frankly, I just didn't think that the, the guys on that team still had it. As as that unit, sure. Um, you know, I was fully prepared to see everybody sort of abandon ship and 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 go other places. But lo and behold, you know, you can't write it any better than maybe that. maybe part of it was the, the a blessing in disguise with the lockout is that they the Niners didn't break up the band that they basically thought okay we're gonna go with these pieces we're gonna take a loss this year you know but we're well, gonna maybe, go with them. I don't know if even they thought they would take a loss but they maybe that was the idea and and. And wow, what they what they did was was pretty remarkable. How yeah. did you get into the Niners? What was your? I grew up in Sacramento, California. So in Sacramento, when I was there, it that's was like eight is enough country, right? That's, yeah, that's that's the <laughs> eight is enough. So the Hankses were like the Bradfords. Well, no, I mean, or, I mean, well, my dad lived. Uh, my dad and mother met at Sac State, and then when my parents split up, my dad stayed in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And my mom relocated back to Sacramento. So Sac State. I, I was pretty, I yeah, know the that. Hornets. Sac, yeah. Sac State I know. Hornets. I, I worked up in Redding, California. So, so you I've, know. I've covered Sac you, State you're, games. You're, you're familiar oh, with that. I'm very the familiar. Hornet Stadium. My stadium? Uh, it's a, we're being loose with that term. <laughs> it's really just stands. Right. Or at least it was back then. Right. Um, until the gold miners came of the old CFL. Sacramento Surge. I'm busting out different you football. Are, that's okay. 55-yard lines are not frowned upon. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we not, won the World Bowl the second year. Look out. And then the league folded. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, So I grew up in, in Sacramento, and mm-hmm. at that time, the uh, obviously the, the Rams and the Raiders were still in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was pretty much Niners territory uh, amongst all my friends and you know where I grew up. So I sort of started following the Niners, and then um, by the time I uh, went off to college and came down to uh, Southern California, the Raiders had moved back up by that stage. Right. And then uh, the Rams moved, so I basically went from no football town to no football town. Right. And then I sort of dropped off the football map for a little while, and it took, uh, I think we've talked about this, it took fantasy football to sort of get back into it. A lot of people, a lot of people love the fantasy football. It was really the only way to get back into it. You know, if you're not living in a football town, that that was the best thing. And then also I, I moved to New York. And that made a big difference too. I was in New York for three years, so I sort of started following. You went from the no Giants. football town to a two two two, two teams, yeah, town, two uh, team town, yeah. So then uh, you know, followed the Giants for a few years, and then but always you know, Niners. Is, so Montana's your your guy. Young was actually young, yeah, young. I mean, I remember I remember uh, uh, going up against uh, the Bengals mm-hmm. uh, with the, the second Shuffle. time, obviously. the second time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, First time was, you know, you were that was real early. That was really early. early I, 80s. Chris I, Collinsworth yeah. was playing for the Bengals. That, oh, I don't mean, when I, I'm sure Collinsworth doesn't appreciate being dated in that respect. I don't know if he remembers that. Um, but uh, yeah, so essentially, young, young, young's the guy. Young was my guy. And uh, uh, in so, those throwback unis, they had the different oh, uniforms, mm-hmm. the white pants with the black outline of the numbers. They only had it that one year, the 75th. Anniversary, I think yeah, it was seventy fifth. Right, uh-huh. They had those like gorgeous, you know, no gold except in the helmets, and it was I've liked those uniforms ever since. Look at you, yeah. 
I'm you fashion plate you. I'm weird with sports, man. I like <laughs> I'll follow sports, but I'll also have obscene opinions about you know uniforms for some that come out reason. of nowhere. That come out of nowhere. I and like I could, that. I could you know I could talk about the uniforms quite a bit. How are you on the fantasy football? Front? Uh, are, I'd are say strong to uh, very weak, uh, depending. <laughs> Depending on which league, I don't know. Quite Uh, a range, yeah. Well, it just—I like to cover all my bases. Last year, I did the the foolhardy thing of thinking that I could manage two leagues, uh, which did did, not work. I did four. I don't know how you do that. I did because people would ask me who I had on one team, and I'd say I I don't know. I know. I really could only manage the team if the roster was right in front. But it's not like children; you don't love them all. There are certain teams that you just hate. Yeah, the yeah. The draft yeah. wasn't good. It or just I, wasn't I had good. auto pick for half of it. It was or, it was strange because yeah. the first time I did it, I went in to a fantasy football league in which I knew one person and I didn't know anyone else, mm. which sort of takes That's, out the trash talk. That is bizarre. Uh, I would ne- that one I can't do. That one was weird. I've got to know it more than at least a quarter of the league. I got to know maybe even half the league. I knew one dude. Or... He knew everybody else, and ironically. They were all from the Coast Guard, which I thought was kind of funny. So, <laughs> a like Coast Guard fantasy. It was a so what Coast Guard. Were, what were the football. What were some of the team names from a Coast Guard fantasy? League? Anything, like, na- anything naval, or, anything yeah. sort of like naval. To which Crazy. I would just say, this isn't the Navy. Right. This is the Coast Guard. Crazy Ivans, yeah, or something like, like that. that. I, I don't know much naval terms. That, I just go I don't hunt know for any. it in October, and that's and then I tap out. I lasted that league one year, that's and it. then I, tr- I I I jumped leagues. Um, mm-hmm. And then my two leagues this year, actually, one's really great. One of them is uh, is an all uh, Sacramento league with a bunch of my friends that I grew up with in Sacramento. That's good. The Battle of Sacramento, we call. Okay. So that was my first league in that one. That one, I lost a lot of money in that one. That one's like monetized. Uh, that's a lot. Okay. Uh, so that one was a bummer. Uh, and then the second one I actually did with uh, with the wife. It's like a husband and wife league. How does that go? Uh, Essentially, how does one co-general manage with 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 the wife? I'm lucky because my wife, uh, Sam, who you've met, is a sports fanatic. Okay, so she would get really mad at me. No, I was not. But I was not suggesting you know that she didn't know what she was doing. No, 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 no. About the the power struggle. No, so but that's the organization. How these how these things get ironed out. That's what I was leading to. Flow chart. She is such a sports fanatic that she would ride me too hard on players that I thought maybe would get hot that week and then didn't. Oh my. And so it was uh it was lighthearted but there were harsh words at times. Cuz to me um the toughest scenario with 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 a with your wife mm-hmm. has to be answering the question of why didn't you listen to me? There okay, is that. You know what I mean? There's most definitely because that. Because you you're 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 taking an approach that you think is right. And yes. there's certain scenarios in which you are just not going to be pushed off that position. Yes. And you are eventually proven wrong. Yes. And now you must face the question of why didn't you listen to me? There's a difference between why won't you listen to me and why, why didn't, didn't you? you listen to me? Why didn't you listen and to me I about Mike Williams? Oh, <laughs> yes. Like That's a that. tough one. I mean, the why didn't you listen to me about fantasy football? That's going to be a... <laughs> That's a tough one, right? It was, there. There's a lot of lot of stuff about that. But then yeah. the 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 inverse of that is why did I listen to you oh. about Lavernius Coles? That's a and tough that is a one. very surreal conversation no to have. To that question, when your wife goes, way. Why did I let you convince me that Lavernius was a good choice this week? Yeah. 
that one it leads to some very surreal conversations. That's the toughest one of all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine being in that position, Colin. It's, you uh, survived it. It's you it's survived it. it's I survived it. It's actually it's a lot of fun and um and it's it's pretty cool because it's it's a lot of my friends from college. And each family is represented mm-hmm. by a team, uh, with the exception of one couple that they have they they refuse to be on the same team. Okay. So the wife has one team and the husband has another. Oh, interesting. Um, it's not like a good. swapping sort of. Thing. No, That's it's not. not like there, a, no, an ice storm. Sort no, we of do not have the keys. Together. Can stay in the okay. pockets. Okay. It's all good. I just want to make sure. Not putting them in the bowl because that you know that would be a, a fantasy league I've never really heard of before, it's fun okay it's, i don't know how you do four of four them. that's it's tough well i mean uh, there's there's one that i'm do in you with... not get enough football at work no well actually there was one that i'm i was mandated like like it, it's funny because uh the, the folks here at, at the nfl network want yes. the on-air uh folk to be of course in in a league that they can then make public and people can follow along it's mm-hmm. of interest to fans i they I, I don't know if it is or not but yeah that is what management's position is yes so there was one moment that in games on thursday that's true yes one of them is that's another one as well um there was one moment where i was in the midst of a fantasy draft that my bosses essentially told me to be doing so here i am (laughs) at work doing a fantasy football draft because my bosses have told me to and i thought to myself am i the only person in america in that situation yes. normally everyone's you know changing the screen at work yeah, yeah. when the boss walks yeah, by yeah. during the draft you've got to change me it this to is the draft i've been told to do this <laughs> on the job on that's, the clock uh, that's pretty interesting so uh, that's that was one of them yeah um there's another one that i'm in with a bunch of friends here okay um there was another one that i i am in uh, i'll i'll should I drop? I'll yeah, drop, a drop, name, it. drop a name. Drop a name. Jason Bateman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Invited me into that one. Keith yeah. Olbermann was in that one. Okay. How do I? How do That's I say no one. to that? I've you have known to KO say yes for to years. That. You have to say uh, yes he to won that. it. Damn, uh, uh, Jason won it. He won it. Yes, he did. He uh-huh. beat Olbermann. As a matter of fact, a lot of fact. trash talk in that league. Um, there was very rare because you know there's, there were a bunch of other actors in uh-huh. it too, and I don't think actors really you know they were busy. I don't know they were. <laughs> They're a little too busy. You guys, you guys, you're in your trailer. You're yeah. You're on the set. You're 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 preparing for a role. You're doing press. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. there's not much, you know doing press. Yeah, that's not you don't hear that a lot no. in my business. That's true. So there wasn't a, a lot of that in um, your business. You call it pub, I think. Is pub, what, yeah, you know, or you're yeah, pub presser. Press. Maybe there's a presser, a Manning presser that we just did today. Yeah, uh, and the, what was the what was the fourth one? There was that that one. The fourth one uh, was Jeff Garland, who's oh, been okay. on this podcast many. That times. one's going to be a fun. That's got to be some fun trash talking. That, that one. was fun. Uh, Garland and uh, he was in that, and um, Larry David was involved in that for the first time this See, year. See, that's the thing I realized is that with fantasy football, just be funny. You don't actually yes. have to talk trash. Well, his I, I, I will say this and at, at risk of because you know I, from what I'm told, Larry's a very private man. His nickname, his, his team name was Lotion Larry. <laughs> if you recall from from Kirby enthusiasm, I like this. So, so my so uh, in honor of in honor of him being part of it, uh, the name of my team in that league was the. I'll say it. You'll you can you guys can believe it. I, I was the house. <laughs> And my avatar was from that from that scene this year, which is my favorite episode. Oh wow! But that's but that's part of the fun of fantasy. Love is the team names, that, but, yeah. the team names, oh, the and team all names that. are good. So, so there are some where I just can't turn. I I don't want to turn it down. Even yeah, though it's just yeah, like, yeah. Oh god, it's the fourth one. Like the one I really didn't want to do. Be honest, was the one here at work. The one at work. Yeah, I just didn't want to do the one at work. You know? I can I understand that. I didn't. I'm like I'm already in three of them. You know, but. 
Um, gotcha. At any rate, none of them, however, with with my wife. That would be an interesting. Uh, I lucked out. I mean, really, I I hit the go. jackpot with my wife. I think there's. I, I'm very very lucky. Oh, I did too. Yeah, and you did too. And you did too. And if you say that, I have to say it. No, but it. but it's but I know it's for a fact though, that you 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 really did. You you hit the jackpot, and it and it has been it's been fun to get back into the football the football way of life. I appreciate it more now than than when I was a kid. When when I was a kid, I was just sort of like oh it's it's that right. football game you know and right. there's the baseball game and the right. basketball game and the right. hockey game but now i have such a greater respect right. for the uh for the athletes and right. and, and 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 also just the right. the game itself that's right. unbelievable the party that is every Sunday and Thursdays. And Thursdays, thank you. Uh, thank you. And Mondays. You. The Thursdays really mess up my fantasy, by the way. Well, I mean, because a lot of people are gonna, you got to get, you got to get, you got to start paying attention. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday now. Yeah, you can't it's, just it's, surf in on Thursday, yeah. Friday, read an injury report. That's and get, rough. And get ready for battle, fantasy battle. It makes it, it makes it hard on the Fantasia yeah, I know, football. But it's only two teams. Just, yeah. it's only two teams together. We are talking. We when we go in my Sacramento league, we just call it Fantasia. Fantasia. We yeah, we just call it Fantasia. I like it. How's your Fantasia looking this week? It's looking you good. You got to be careful who's around you when you say that to Well, keep in mind, there's a lot of stuff sounds... on that board that is, I'm that's glad a lot of people don't see. Because that's that could be a metaphor for, a, for like quite a drug honest. or something There's like a that. lot I mean... of stuff on that, you know, because right. it's one of those leagues where you can like post photos <laughs> and stuff like that. I, well, that's I'm... the best part about it, is in in the league with all my buddies here, I'm the commissioner, and I post the league note now, that's every nice. week. So the photograph... Choosing the photograph is fun, and then writing the league note is with fun. With great power is, comes it, great responsibility. Oh, it just come. I could just, I could just come with both barrels. The yeah. problem is, I started zero and six in that league, <laughs> so I had no leg to stand on. Oh, and suddenly, six. I'm getting from buddies emails, texts from them saying, you know, hey, aren't aren't you Mr. NFL Network? Shouldn't you know this? I'm in real estate. I'm kicking your butt. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. But I still. But the best thing, I just kept firing away shameless because just that's be what blind. you have to do in fantasy. Be blind you have to, to the keep score. going at it. Blind blind to your record. You have to keep going at it. So wh- where do you stand on the Niners' pursuit of Peyton Manning? Were you were you all for that? or did, uh, you feel It's that- strange. At f- I had a varying... I'm going to cover my bases once again. Yes. At first, I was said categorically, bad call. Right. Bad call. Things went so well. That's... I just thought... I thought it's a bad call, but it's never going to happen anyways. Right. And then that secret clandestine meeting happened. And then all of a sudden I went, oh, my goodness. I think the Niners are going to go with the all-M offense on this one. They're going to go Moss, Manningham, and and Manning. And, And, uh, look, I think think they would have been absolutely foolish to not make that play. How do you not make that play? How do you look at Peyton Manning and say, no, we're – Categorically, not we're not going to go there. Right. I think they had to. That said, um, I think Alex Smith. Uh, I think now is the time where he's really got to step up. It's hard, you know. It's yes, it, it takes a bruising, the ego. But um, I was saying to Ryan earlier, it's like, look, if I lose out a role to an actor that I really respect and is really good, mm-hmm. what am I going to complain? Mm-hmm. No, I understand it. Like, no, they can't see Dustin Hoffman for that role. It's mine. Mm-hmm. That's not realistic. Yeah. Uh, well, the difference would be though is that you are that I already had the role well, and you then had I lost the role it. For the, that, <laughs> 
that that you that your your show was nominated for an Emmy. That's okay? true. Okay, because you, and you say, have and yeah. you have performed in this role. That's true. The directors have changed each year, That's but you true. have still performed in this role. That's true. And That's now true. suddenly, even though the yeah. fans know you in this role, yes, you are out. Yes, because De Niro says. Yes, I'm free. By the way, who who do I have to sleep with to make sure that this actually happens to me? Because that actually sounds kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. I would kill for this problem. I would kill for this problem. No, it, there's no, there's no, it, there's nothing pretty about it. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, you know, Manning was going to go wherever Manning wanted to go. I sort of, I, I, I understand that, and I, I understand him going to the Broncos. I, I, I didn't see any of the. The presser today. Yes, um, but I, I understand it, it. It makes sense given the Elway situation right. and, and all that sort of stuff. Five years that seems yeah. Really excessive. Yeah, but you had to go. You got it. You had to go. You got to go all in. And, and everyone was doing it. the money. The money was anyone who was even making a, a general twitch in, in Manny's blank check knew, knew blank yeah, check knew that that's the way it was going to um, be. The minute that they saw. That he can still throw football and he still looks like Peyton Manning, and the doctors are all like, "Thumbs up." Have you know? to go. Yeah, I mean, at that point, the money's going to fly out the window. Uh, I really hope that uh, uh, that he does come back. I really hope that Smith does come back. And I think Steve Young said it best. He said, "Look, this is this is the defining moment in his in his story. You know, this is the defining moment where he really has to step up and be that franchise quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers." Mm-hmm. Not maybe the 49ers of the last 10 years, but the 49ers of the young Montana era. And what you say, this is my team. I'm going to lead this team. I did it last year. I'm going to do it again, you know, this coming year. And really sort of, you know, maybe maybe this is going to be, you know, that final unifying building block that they need as as a team. Um, you know, I have all the faith in, in, in Harbaugh. I mean, yeah. what that guy did was just so extraordinary that, you know, I think he's got his work cut out for him uh, this year with, uh, with with Alex, getting getting Alex back if he can. If he if he doesn't, I just I, I just I will Tebow that it's not Tim Tebow. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, while you were lunching yeah. with Ryan Khalil, the owner of the uh, 49ers, Jed York, said he's not coming here. Okay, good. I'll, I'll, I'll so take that. So you do not need to Tebow I will not unless Tebow. it's for to get that De Niro, Dustin Hoffman. I will Tebow for that. For career. I will Tebow, Tebow for, that. for that, for sure. Well, but I, I also planked, too. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't put too much weight behind it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, one thing, I guess Alex Smith, you're right, has to sit there and go, uh, this was unfortunate. Um, but uh, they still want me. I did this last year. I can be this if I continue on forward, and yeah. I am the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, unless for some reason Tom Brady comes free in two years and they go <laughs> kick my ass out. <laughs> unless they kick my ass to the curb for him because he's a yeah. hometown guy. I mean, well, they're going to have to have him when he's age 35, That, that would be, I mean, wow. Yeah, you'll take him. See, you'll take is, him. You'll is, get Tommy Boy coming You're home. working right him. now, right, what you're doing. You, you, that's you're a, doing that's your work. Do. That's what I do. That's you're doing I do. your work. I, I, I would like to see him. I, I would like to see him back, you know. I mean, and I'm, it's funny. I'm, it's almost sort of a shock to say, but what they did last year as a team was, Absolutely. was no, so I mean, there's no, there's no so choice. Great. He's, he's going to I would like to see them, you know, like to see that again. And it's really interesting to see what Moss and, and Manningham mm-hmm. will, will sort of bring to yeah. it. Before I let you go, tell me about this documentary you're constantly tweeting about. Being uh, uh, being a Sacramento uh, kid born and raised, there were two things to do uh, growing up, go to the Bay Area or go to Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there wasn't really a whole lot to do. Uh, but 
as it turns out, Tower Records, the mighty Tower Records, was actually founded in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ Solomon, uh, the, the founder, he, he started selling used 45s out of his dad's uh, drugstore, the Tower Record, uh, with Tower Drugstore it was. Mm-hmm. And um, around the time that uh, it was going under, I sort of learned a little bit more about the history of it, and I just went, that seems like a really interesting documentary that mm-hmm. captures a time and a, an era and it'll never happen again. Yeah. And Olivia, your, your daughter, right? Yeah. 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 You'll tell her one day that we used to buy records, we used to buy records at store. record stores. Yeah. And, she'll have um, no idea. She'll, go, what? she'll have no idea what that is. I, I mean, she already won't remember, but I've already taken and taken her to a record store to okay. go. This is how daddy used to buy records. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, I don't, it just struck me as an incredibly interesting story given uh given the 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 history of the company that is not not very well known mm-hmm. um you know everyone knows everyone remembers tower records and they go oh yeah it started in la right that was started in no, new york or no sacramento no, sacramento california and it was it was it was it was run out of sacramento and it's basically just run by uh you know a bunch of music fan kids in in sacramento hit it big and hit it big and everyone that worked there uh you know and I use everyone as, as a blanket term, but mm-hmm. a majority of people that worked there had really, really, really fond memories of the place, as strong as their memories are of, of going to college. And you're sitting down these employees? Sitting down and... with employees, sitting down with the founders, sitting down with different uh, musicians and, and, and recording artists Fantastic. that, that want to tell you know, their sort of side of it and, and what you know what they loved about it because so. it's totally changed for their side of the business completely too. I mean, completely and so really more than anything else it, it it's funny i mean i've been working on this thing for about three or four years and probably be working on it for another year or two it's constantly been morphing and, and constantly been changing and and at this stage now we've sort of realized that we're kind of making this movie that is celebrating a, a time and an era that simply can no longer exist. It, it's just impossible for it to exist on that scale exactly. anymore. And uh, that sort of thing of, you know, all, all good things uh, must come to an end. Fantastic. Yeah. Like this conversation. Like this podcast. Like this like conversation. This, but not the friendship. No. Come okay, on. good. Colin, you and I met, like, might as well say, we met years ago at a... At a, uh, at a, at a film premiere. At a film premiere. A big Hollywood film premiere. A big Hollywood film premiere. I was riding coattails that night, and too. And you, you, you and I sort of clung to each other all night with, the, with all the crazies, crazies. Uh, at these premieres all around and, yeah. and had a nice conversation to hit it off. So. Always a pleasure to talk good to you. Good to see you. Good to see you, too, You are friend. welcome back here anytime. Thank you very Certainly much. if the Niners... I'm going to start back. memorizing the offensive line right now. No, you, no, you don't have to do that. You I'm really start, don't have to do that. Uh, you don't do that. Good no. luck in your fantasy leagues. Thank you. Yeah, plural. Leagues? Colin Hanks. Mark? Colin Hanks here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. That'll wrap it up for the podcast. I want to thank Chris Law, Chris Brockman, my two Chris's, as always, for, for their hard work. Uh, thank Ryan Khalil, Colin Hanks, and all the folks who have been killing it on the network this week. I mean, we the amount of live hours that were done, and again, it's in the middle of, of March, after free agency, after the Combine, which is just two weeks after the Super Bowl. It's just, you know, kudos to all my colleagues. I know it might not interest a lot of you folks hearing me uh, talk and praise my coworkers, but they deserve it. Everyone is so dedicated around here and 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 you know getting folks like Peyton Manning to sit down uh, I mean and and all these reporters on the phone and taking part and all these reporters out in the field it really was just something to behold and and I hope you enjoyed 
um, sort of a new version of our podcast, just taking some of the best of our live television coverage and repurposing it. And and maybe you're away from a television or you were working or something, and it just gives you an idea of, of, of how fast-moving these stories were this week. I'm off next week. I'm, ta- I'm tapping out, people. i got to be honest with you. I'm tapping out for a week. April's coming up. We've got some good guests. Ray Romano is going to be part of it, uh, of this program. I believe Wilmer Valderrama has been booked. I'm breaking news to my own folk here. He's on that show, Awake. I think he's been booked. We'll say. I mean, we got to get some women in here. Jay Moore's been booked. Right, Jay Moore's been booked. Um, unless he's booked a pilot again and blows us off last minute. Uh, and then we're going to have a, a half-hour show from, from the NFL draft. And then there's going to be also a special fan-related announcement coming in April. That's right. Fan-related, listener-related. You're going to get involved in this podcast. At least some lucky fan is. That's all I'm going to give out there. Uh, Thanks for downloading the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Signing off. Stay listening, friends.